0: Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hi, I'm Jane Pauley, and this is our Sunday Morning Extra, a podcast featuring a memorable story from our latest show. This week, Tracy Smith sits down with Tatum O'Neill, actress, author, and mother. It's a revealing conversation about the struggles of a woman who has grown up in Hollywood's spotlight. So first, how are you? I'm good today, right now. Today.
1: Thank you for asking. Yeah, of course. And why do you say good today? Well, I have rheumatoid arthritis, and I didn't have a flare, I guess that's what they call them, uh, since 2012 when I was diagnosed. And five months ago, all I have done is, ha- is have one flare over another. What does that mean for your that, daily life? That means that my hands stopped working. It means that... Uh, I can't really tie my shoes. That means I have to relearn to write. I will probably need surgeries on both my wrists, my ankles, and I definitely need surgery on my left knee and my neck coming up in the next uh, week. So for you, you came into the
0: Oscars from a childhood that wasn't exactly um, idyllic. I, I wouldn't have
1: won had it been, though. Really? Really because I wouldn't have been able to do that, that performance. I want my money. You took my $200. Will you quiet down here? I want my $200. If I hadn't had all of those kind of crazy traumas prior to the age of eight years old, that normal children don't kind of have that kind of... Uh, I would say just the word depth, you know, just a kind of understanding of, of bigger things, of, of the pain that most adults have that's what it that's the way I look at it kind of
0: and you're right when you look at that performance you can see and I mean you were eight when you started shooting the film but your eyes you can see so much in that little girl's eyes
1: thank you so much pain bright and joy and and the thing is that when my dad did take custody of me I've never known a joy uh like that and I don't know that I ever will
0: what was that like
1: It was like Christmas every day. Hanging out with your dad? Well, my dad is the funniest person you'll ever meet in your life. I mean, the most charming, the most funny, the most um, smart. So for me to get to spend all my time with him and then to do this movie and not have to go to school uh, and be mercilessly teased um, was a real joy. And I wouldn't have been able to do that performance had it not been for Peter Bogdanovich and, and, uh, my dad, because they gave me that confidence and freedom to tell me that I could do anything. Now, all I kept thinking was, when do I, when am I really going to have to go back to school? Cause I had been so traumatized, but, <laughs> but, uh, I was able to really homeschool myself and learn a lot myself and, How many years of school did you end up completing? I did not finish high school. So are you all self-taught? Totally self-taught. Because I've made a lot of really stupid mistakes (laughs) in terms of money stuff, in terms of that I wish that I had more schooling. But again, I'm not a big regretter. Let me say that word again. I'm not a big regretter. (laughs) And so... It is what it is. I, I, it, it, everything happens for a reason. But it seems like, to be honest with you, had
0: had I not read that, I might not have known that about you. Just from reading what you've written and listening to you speak, it sounds like you are very well educated. Do you just read tons and
1: tons of books? I'm a mimic, first of all. That's the first thing. A mimic. And I'm a, I'm a, a really good listener, and I really ask a lot of questions. Um. I wanted to learn. I wanted to be smart. I wanted to um, be the smartest person that I could. And the only way that I knew how to do that was to read and to listen so that's and what to ask. Done. And that meant that I was annoying a lot of the time.
0: Because <laughs> you're always asking questions? Correct.
1: <laughs> like, really annoying. <laughs> like It's like, oh, my God, is she, what, what is she asking now? You know, my dad, he'd say, let's run some lines. And I'd say, what? And, he, and I, I think I said, no, I don't want to run lines because I'm going to get stale. And he goes, oh, yeah? Who taught you that word? And I go, I don't know. Maybe you. <laughs> but, you know, he, he read a lot of books. So. so you read a lot of books. So I read a lot of books. Did you have any idea what a
0: big deal it was winning that Oscar at no. age 10? no no idea
1: to you it was I mean it had been a kind of a crazy year the biggest thing that happened to me is that I was at a boarding school prior to the movie coming out and everybody hated me and then I went back and the movie came out and everybody loved me so there was the big the big oh I see this is what the world is like okay when you look back and see that 10 year
0: old girl on stage at the Oscars what do you think
1: I have a lot of love and empathy for her. And it's taken me a long time. What do you mean? It's hard to explain um, exactly what self-loathing feels like or why you get it or uh, lacking in self-esteem. I suppose being public since you're eight is hard. I mean, it's had more pluses than minuses. But uh, it's taken me a long time to learn that it's okay uh, that I know that I'm good with myself and to really forgive little Tatum and to know that that I was just trying. I was just trying to survive and I was just trying to do the best that I could. And, and I have a lot of empathy for her. It was hard. I was alone a lot, you know, like trying to kind of manage the whole thing. I was in boarding schools a lot still after, you know, um, so, in a way, that
0: night is kind of symbolic because neither of your parents were there that night.
1: Correct. You were alone that night, essentially. I mean, your grandparents were there, but... Well, they had been raising me, too, so, you know, it wasn't like they were just... You know, they were... I think it's pretty funny that my grandfather came running on stage and was immediately cut off. Like, <laughs> and we just want to say thank you from the O'Neill family. Um, look, my father was doing a movie with Stanley Kubrick, It was two years of his life, so I'm sure Stanley said he couldn't come back. Um, My mother uh, was really dealing with her addiction, so I I forgive both of them 100%. And you're saying you... I would have had more fun, though, if my dad had been there. If your dad had been there, yeah. Because we could have joked. Peter wasn't there either. That was what was so weird, too. I couldn't quite get that. Then I thought they must have all been mad that I was the only one nominated or something. But Madeline was nominated. And she was up against me. So at least, you know, Peter, come on. Like, show up for us. Do you think, what does it do if you start your career, first movie you're in, boom. I think it really screws you up. Yes. Case in point. I think I would work consistently. But because of that, I suck at auditioning. And probably because I won an Academy Award right outside of the gate. And I'm so about never letting... I'm going to overcome that because I'm a really good actress. So the fact that like, I can't get myself a job because I can't do it... The, the fact that I can't get a job because I can't... like audition properly is is funny to me and I'm going so my biggest thing before I was sort of struck with rheumatoid arthritis was oh you will you will be the best auditioner that ever lived like you will, you will get every job you go in on so and it's gotten better
0: and better so so you've worked on this auditioning thing because you didn't have to audition coming out of the correct gate. yes you had to you had to overcome your success,
1: and I think that going through puberty and then my dad and I sort of starting to separate had a lot to do with my confidence at a time when we really need our confidence, and I didn't have like a two parent I had my dad, and since we were sort of separating, I think that that you really need confidence as an actor, and you know i I put that pressure on myself that I need to be as good as, as, uh, as I am in every audition. And I think it's just too much pressure. Yeah. And it probably has something to do with the Oscar, I imagine. But I don't know, 100%. It makes sense. If you start at the top, where else is there to go? Right, but you try not to think like that. It's a little <laughs> negative. Okay, <you're... laughs> you might as well go into anything else. Um, but I wouldn't change anything. No. No. Going
0: back to your teenage years, I'm just when we see the pictures of those years, it's unbelievable. The there's bad like, hair,
1: the well, really no, bad hair. The bad there hair. was no straighteners.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Everybody had bad hair back Did then. They? That's okay. Yes, okay. but there's like you know, you dated Michael Jackson. You're partying at Studio 54.
1: You're hanging out with Cher. Yeah, I was an adult. I didn't see a problem with it. <laughs> It was just when they had to get a crane to get me out of Cher's house because well because she has like a really amazing family like she had her mom and her sisters and all these amazing women and I'm like wait there's no women at my house well there are but they come and they go (laughs) every day dad's girlfriends kind of coming and going uh, if you want to you want to call them that (laughs)
0: uh,
1: girls uh, women pretty women the best of the women in the world I suppose but uh, but
0: share yeah. was like stability for you?
1: Totally. Yeah. Like, well, and I, I think I also had big dreams. Like, I didn't want to just be around any normal woman. I wanted to be around like Cher. Like, I wanted to be around women with nails like that. Because I'm like, come from this ranch in San Fernando Valley. Actually, it's not San Fernando Valley, it's actually Northridge. And, uh, you know, there was all these boys. I have three brothers. I'm the only girl. I, I just thought that whole girly thing was just the coolest thing I could have ever. I was just. But finally, you know, my dad forced me to come home, and I screamed and cried for for weeks, if not months. <laughs> because you wanted. The... I just, I loved her family, like. I love that she had a close relationship with her mom and, and her sister. And, and she was smart and funny and irreverent and bold in a time when women were still quite, um, they weren't able to show their power, if you will.
0: So you identify with that, somebody who could show a little bit of I power? I don't
1: know that, but maybe. That makes sense. Did you, were your friends mainly adults when you were a kid? I I had a couple of kid friends growing up, but as I've grown up, we've all sort of, I mean, I'm still friendly with a lot of the girls that I grew up with, but I have a, a, a wonderful group of friends that I rely on and, and that are around me, and that um, some are men, some are women, some mostly are men who are married to men, um, and... Uh, because maybe I feel that that I identify in a in a way with a sort of blues that people who have had to to, to struggle. Um, I don't really identify with what looks like a picket fence, even though that kind of in my dreams I think, gosh, wouldn't life be cool if I lived in a cul-de-sac and no one knew who I was, and I had a perfect, not a perfect husband, but a husband or. Um, and things were less magnified in a bad way if they're bad or magnified in a good way if they're good. Maybe I wasn't famous. I don't know. But it is what it is, so I sort of don't spend much time thinking about it.
0: Dreaming of the white picket fence and the cul-de-sac. Correct. So, I mean, the truth is we could fill our entire show talking about your life, and I'd still have a hundred unanswered questions. But if you could boil it down, what do you think people should know about your life or take away from your story?
1: Well, certainly with regards to the rheumatoid, that I had never in my whole life been faced with something that scared me as much in such a quick period of time. Um, As rheumatoid
0: arthritis. Correct.
1: And you've dealt with addiction divorced but rheumatoid arthritis tops them all oh yeah oh yeah because you're locked in your own body and you can't see it so you can't unless you kind of really look at my hands and really look at them you can't really see what's going on so yeah because you see and you feel something happening and it feels like you are being hit by it with like a hammer all night long all night long and you know what's happening is that you're being crippled and 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 it needs to stop, or you're going to be crippled. And I, I started to really, really panic and go go a bit mad. I, I didn't know what was happening, uh, and I, I'm surprised at myself because I usually do a lot of research about a lot of things, and I didn't do any research about about rheumatoid because I hadn't had a flare, I hadn't had. I had been on the cover of RA magazine now. I sort of thought that I could be a bit helpful in that area, but until I really started hearing from women who had also dealt with it, it's a primarily a, a woman's disease, uh, I hence why we have no cure, I think. It is, um, uh, I think drugs like Humira and Enbrel are life savers, but I do think that it is more lucrative for pharmaceutical companies to um, not find a cure than they are to, to actually get out there and get a cure for this disease and I mean when I tell you that it the, 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 the notes that I'm getting from women since I put it out there and I only put it out there three weeks ago and I've gotten thousands and thousands of messages Same. I mean from saying I lost my legs through rheumatoid arthritis and I, thank you, thank you, thank you for talking about it. No one knows what, how lonely it is. No one knows how we feel. No one has, knows how much pain we're in because you can't see it in my face, you know, unless I cry and I do a lot about it. And I'm not that big of a crier, so you know when I'm crying, like things are bad. Um, if I can't get the best health care, I can't even imagine what it's like for, for women in, in this country. And that, that really gets to me. If I cannot get the best healthcare in America, then it makes me want to fight. It, wants, it makes me want to fight for, for other women. It makes me want to fight for, the, for a cure for the disease. And it makes me want to fight for myself. How do you see your future? Um, well, I'd like to do a lot of... I'd like to... I think the best years are still ahead of me. How about that? Even if I am crippled, like... It is what it is, right? Like, if you have it, you have it, and they don't have a cure yet. Um, I haven't done my best work yet because I'm only now just starting to, like, figure out who I am. When you're a child star, everyone tells you who you are. If you're not in a peer group, you don't know who you are. You don't figure out who you are. It took me until, like, my late 40s to even realize, like, am I a good person? Am I, a, you know, who am I? Like, And so I think... That um, I now know i 'm a good person. It took a long time um, and I would like to be a warrior for the d- disease to find a cure. I would like to uh, fight for the opportunity to do my best work, which has not been done because I want to be an, I want to be the one that that decides that I should be an actress, like I want that choice like it wasn't it was made for me, so I want. I want it to be to be for me and and I know I will get it, and that's the beautiful thing about acting is you can kind of keep doing it till you're dead, basically, Jessica Tandy and all the the great actors of our time. What do you love about acting there's a a kind of familial bond on a set that I'm sure even as you know what you do with, with your with your crews and stuff that you don't find anywhere else It's a teamwork that that is, uh from another planet, really, and it's so creative the, the I love actors I love movies I love uh I just love it I don't know why I just do I think that we're the most sort of wacky bunch of uh carnival clowns left really <laughs> do you dream of winning another Oscar no 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 because that's not why I'm in it would I like that I guess do to me does that mean like you've achieved to me for me the biggest achievement would be that I that I did the best audition that I could do that I got the role that I really wanted and that I'm self-supporting through my own contributions
0: and then maybe an Oscar would just be gravy.
1: How about that? Or an, an Emmy would be okay, too. I haven't won an Emmy. <laughs> That'd be okay, too. Or Sarah. a Tony. <laughs> <laughs> i want oh, a Golden right. Globe and a couple of others.
0: It'd be nice to kind of fill out that shelf, I right? wouldn't mind, yeah. <laughs> hey, Prime members. You can listen to CBS Sunday Morning with Jane Pauly ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.